Quiet, please. You're listening to Birdies and Bogies, hosted by Jordan Bloxham and Weston Mon, bringing you golf's week in review, recapping your favorite tournaments with professional insight from their perspective. Now, quiet, please. Here's your hosts, Jordan and Weston. Weston. Yo. What's up? I mean, I don't know. We did, we did a lot of talking before, but it's still, <laughs> oh, there's a lot to talk about and a lot of it I don't know if I want to dive into because I might get heated. <laughs> We're going to keep things plain. Going to keep things light. Um, but the big story, I mean, obviously, besides it being U.S. Open Week, um, the Live Tour had their first event. So let's get your take first. And then I mean, we've texted a little bit about it, so I kind of know your thoughts. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I really want to just look at them from quality of broadcast, right? And, and to me, it, it wasn't quite like a PGA tour broadcast, but it was more, which is a really interesting statement because you get a really high quality broadcast from the PGA tour, but you get less of it because there's more commercial breaks, more sponsorship opportunities to talk about things, more talking heads that deserve talking head time. And, and you kind of get all this going on. Well, with, with the live tour, it was just more golf. More golf. golf. I never saw the faces of the people broadcasting and I just saw, I can't remember. Maybe I did. Did you, I mean, I guess I don't know. My guess is they just ran the same feed on youtube what yeah was you there live golf and then there was another outlet but right. i watched it on on their website yeah the live golf and like I said and some people are like oh, i don't know if i like the little things and pete and there was some guy making fun of the little chime but i'm like okay that little chime and it didn't even like distract from anything yeah it was like a little thing right yep well audible but but it gave you Oh, somebody just did something. Yeah. Right? The the board's changing. Yeah. And, and it was really cool because anytime you would see any type of action on the golf course, you would know if it was live or if it was a replay. Yep. They would if it was if it was replay, they would Actually, they would either do it in their don't blink yep. section or segments, or they would do a drop down. Yeah. That said replayed <laughs> and and it was really cool to me because i just got to see a lot more of what golfers yes. are seeing right um typically in the pga tour you're only going to see the great and amazing shots it's the guy in in 50th place that made a 40 foot eagle putt or it's you know the three foot birdie putt from the guy in the top five who's probably going to win the tournament um so you don't see the guy snap at ob unless it's the final group right right uh, and in this we actually got to see a little bit more of that and we got to see people lag an eagle putt 
up for an easy birdie or somebody hit a bad chip or whatever or, or dj shankson <laughs> yeah it almost kills a dude it, and to me it was like you just got to see more golf of what yes. it really is um and there's people struggling out there and there's people hitting good shots and and the quality of the golf course was was clearly like top notch because they weren't destroying it by any no. means there's great players there it was good and then like it had like and that's where like I had, and this is another thing that just drove me nuts, right? You know, the guys on the golf channel and all my, like, I, it's getting to point where I'm like, I, yeah, I'll watch because I still like golf, right? And I still am interested in what the PGA Tour is doing. Yeah. That's where I think they can, if they want, they can, um, if, like, I think the PGA Tour took just way too hard of a stance. And now they can't back down, right? Now they back them, they back themselves into a corner, basically, oh, totally. with their with their stance, right? Totally. Um, and what's gonna the thing that's gonna absolutely screw them is is if everybody follows suit with what the USGA just did, which yeah. was like, yeah, if they're qualified, they're playing. That was really cool, and and I I mean. I think I've been a harsh critic of the USJ in, in times past, but like, yep. this is a huge gold star, right? When everybody's saying ban, 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 and whatever. And the USGA is like, this is the US open and it is yeah. open to every golfer. And if they have qualified in some way, we're going to um, honor, honor that, qualifi that yeah. qualification. So it, it was great. I, I, I'd seen that was like, that's awesome yeah Freak that's <laughs> that's good and then like i said just and but i'm i'm watching the golf channel and there's and the guy's trying to tell me that one of the guys that was on there and was this and he's like oh yeah and the, but the pga plays on such great courses and this and i'm like wait a second how many let's just go through it and count how many tpc courses are on your schedule <laughs> that are like they're not saying they're not good courses but they're not great they're not great courses right and the funny thing is is you got all these people that like the same people that complain about all the the stupid stuff and how dumb the pga tour is are now being like oh they're so dumb for going to lift tour like people are literally that bash the PGA tour on a week to week basis on how stupid and yeah. how much marketing and this, they mock the live under par and, and all this stuff. And they just say how basically a big of a joke the PGA tour is. And now they're like, well, but this live tour, Oh my gosh. I'm like, dude, what? nothing's going to make you happy. Now that all of a sudden you're, you're for what the PGA tour is doing. People you bashed on them for two, for five years that I've been listening oh. to you. How many times do you hear somebody say, I can't stand the commentators. I can't believe they got a zinger. I just watched a tour with the sound on mute. Oh, I, hate, I, I do. I don't like a zinger. But like, I hear that all the time. Oh, yeah. And then another product comes out. And they're like, no, 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 PJ tour. <laughs> I'm like, they do have the best players right now. And it, yeah. they proved it with their, 
their event this week, right? But if they would have just not said anything, they're like, oh, yeah, great, right? Our, well, they still have to live up to their obligations that they've made with the PGA Tour. They've made obligations with them. If they can do both, mm-hmm. they're fine. We think we're the best league in the we're the best tour in the world, and we'll prove that out with our play. Yeah, right? I, and then I this would have been a great example of this. I right, think the PGA Tour does have a superior product. I'm, I'm I and I said that from the beginning, but I think that the Live Tour product will start to get more refined. Yep, more players will come in. Be greater. It's just, it's just started. It just started. It was the first <laughs> and it was dang good for like the first one, to be honest. Um, and again, it was still a product that I enjoyed. Here's the best part, though. I went to one website and I watched the entire broadcast. Um, people say, oh, the, the shotgun format sucks or whatever. Dude, I don't want to watch 18 hours of golf. I don't have time for that. But because it was a shotgun format, that condensed broadcast Oh, allowed yeah. me to see all the well, golf at the same and, time and they played in like four and a half hours yeah like that was freaking awesome and it, it, people don't see the value of that consuming all the golf not missing not like oh i missed i missed half a tiger's round because broadcast didn't start until here yeah. or i missed this you don't miss it because it's all there and you can watch it after full replay after hours like yeah the the, the access to that was amazing now the pga tour on the app, I look it up. There were five different ways to watch it, and it was not all the same product. No. It was ESPN Plus. Was it was guess. ESPN. It was CBS. It was PGA Tour Live. It was the Golf Channel. Yeah. It was. I mean, how am I supposed to like watch when I have to jump between seventeen different providers of services? You're like watching so like, one minute you're watching. If you turn around and go to the bathroom for two minutes, all of a sudden you come out and all of a sudden the champion stores on. You're like, well, wait a second. What, I, what just it, happened? And like I said, so, and it's, you're going to get there. And it's definitely, like I said, when I watched it, I said, I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Right. I think they'll start pulling more and more people. And this is like, like it just, like I wish these guys in the you can just tell it's it's like they've been given a line from whoever that they have to follow this line, right? If anybody from any one of these networks came out and said anything good about it, they'd probably be fired or suspended. Oh, oh yeah. Right. I'm listening fired. to and one of the things you said about the shotgun start, I'm listening to like a guy that sometimes makes some good points. Sometimes I want to just tell him to go pound sand. Um, freaking golf channel. Oh, like I got so mad and I forgot his name. Bryce or Randall Shambly. Oh yeah. Randall. Right. And he goes, he goes, Oh yeah. And then, then they do this shotgun start and, and they don't even, they, they may end up on when, ending up on the easiest hole in the course these designers do these so that they build to a crescendo i'm like um you might want to check and see how many tours how many tournaments actually play in the freaking design format and the design routing that the designer actually does it how many times do they flip it how many times do they 
you started, we're starting on members number yeah. three. How many times do they take a bar like, five and turn it into a bar four? Every time. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, you're not. They're changing it for the product. Yeah. And I'm like, there's plenty of times. Great. Because if you go the back nine, it Tory Pines is all mixed up. They mix it up. It doesn't, it doesn't run the routing that you play it when you actually play the tournament there. So it's like, don't give me that crap just to sell the bill of goods. It's like you literally think people are stupid and can't and don't listen to broadcasts that, oh yeah, they did this and this to, to this tournament for this tournament specifically for this tournament. I'm like, no, it's not. Oh, and, and if you're winning one of the last two, if you're in, right. In the tour of how it's done now, and it may switch from the shotgun format, who knows, but right now there's probably a 90% chance that the winner's coming from one of the last two groups. So you're ending at 17 or 18. Yeah. So it's like, don't, don't give me that junk. <laughs> yeah. It's... So, I mean, to me, I felt like it was a good tournament. I think the actual on-site experience was even better. It looked pretty solid. Oh, it looked like the guys are having a great oh. time. They got to have, right, and bringing, and as much as it's kind of a little weird, but bringing the team format into it and how they did it, right? They did two counting the mm -hmm. first two days and then three counting the second day. I would like to see them, like, just count all, all four of them all days, right? Because then you yeah. can't have one, but it there, but you, they go, right? They're they're eating breakfast as a, as a team, lunch as a team, right? Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it just brought something different to it. I don't know yeah. why it's yeah, such it, a... It was a better, it was a different experience. And so, you know, pound for pound, it wasn't supposed to be, but um, it was, it was entertainment, man. And free golf for me to watch. Like, I'm just like, wow, that's, that's freaking awesome. And so I, to me, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's going to get better. And, and honestly, I think it is good for the game of golf. You're getting more and more people to see the game in different parts of the world. And um, you know, there were a lot of kids at that event. So yeah, like I said, and they gave out a lot of free ones. If you saw like all yeah. the, all the top guys put, Hey, you know, first hundred to use this, get free in the next. And then after that, you get 25% discount on your tickets. Right? So they're doing some things to kind of, to, to get this, um, going. And I think I was just from looking on the DP world side. I think I know why the DP world tour doesn't necessarily want to say anything uh, because they have a Ar Armaco. Isn't that the Saudi based <laughs> thing that uh, they've got an Armaco team series that a lot of the, the lady European tour players are playing on. That it's, it's, yeah, there's, it looks like it's, it may be 
<laughs> funded by yep golf saudi hmm. yeah there is a <laughs> lot of ties what we found out is that once you start to dig not even like deep like well i just had to i was just like i'm on the dp world tours website right yeah. and all of a sudden i'm like oh there's all these players that play on the lpga tour and the, the L, right combined so they have a, an event in New York in, yeah. So they have five tournaments. One of them is actually be playing, being played this next week at, at the Centurion, right? Round two, round one was in Bangkok. But I'm like, wait a second. So that's, that's a Saudi base. Yeah. That has, that's, ladies european tour that a lot of these hmm yeah it won't <laughs> even try to like 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 i said you didn't have to scrape the surface deep at all like no i just like just was on another find, website and it just found find immediate saudi arabian connections all over the dp world tour uh, yeah. amongst many other amazing locations and business organizations um I mean, I, the R, RBC, RBC. They have hmm. a, a tie. So there's just, you can't play that card. I nope. think it was uh, a lot of people react very um, polarized with Monaghan's comments on air about you never need to apologize, apologize for playing on the PGA Tour. And I'm like, I don't think I've heard any of these guys apologize. They've said, I understand. Yeah, but so, maybe maybe if they look deeper, maybe if maybe you you might find somebody that you, it, uh, apparently like if you're if you're in league with the Saudis, RBC is in league with the Saudis. Yeah. Um, all these players that support the LPGA tour, right? They're they go over and play in these tournaments, but they right backed by the same people that said, well, yeah, but they need, and I'm like, well, wait, wait a second. So, so wait a second. <laughs> so you can take the money as long as you need the money. And I'm pretty sure Ogletree who shot 24 over and made hundred grand, 120 grand needs the money. Cause he sucks. <laughs> or at least sucked in that one and has not performed well. So as far as his playing career, he needs that money. Right. Mm-hmm. so is it, it's okay for is it okay for ogletree to go or is it okay for some of these other guys to go because they need the money like it just it just doesn't make any sense and the fact that the golf channel has televised some of these events for the ladies over there and it's like you can't have it both ways right you can't knock somebody for for doing it and not knock others right if you're gonna have the same stance then have the same stance I'm fine with that, but they've already been called out on that. And they just seem to just, well, we're just going to brush that under the, under the rug. So it it is what it is. I liked, I liked the product. I like when they brought the thing and they give you the, like the next five holes that that player was playing. And without even looking at it, you, you could go, Oh, it's a red colored hole. So that's a difficult hole. They had them kind of graded out. That was cool. So that you get some information without, yeah, while and, still watching it 
but you don't have to be bombarded with. No. And and I even like some of the wide angle shots they did where you see the whole threesome on the fairway and you can see the bubble above who that is and where they're located in comparison to each other. It's just something I'd never seen before. And I'm like, Oh, he's over there in the rough. Those two guys are in the fairway. I, I, I thought it was pretty darn cool. No, they, they did a lot. They did a lot of good, good things. So, um, but yeah, that, and we talked about, right. Haven't talked about it as much, but like I said, same thing, right. I watched, I was on my way to play in, in a tournament on Saturday and I had, right. And that's one thing too, is a lot of the times if you don't have, right. Sometimes if you try to just access, if you have, if you don't have a cable provider, you can't access CBS online because right because they blocked that off so i was able to watch that and like i said i can watch it because i do have some access to it so i was you know i could watch the the online broadcast from cbs sports or however they had it but i watched it on my way down right to central utah to play in a tournament it was great like i said and i think as they start pulling more talent, right? They just did, right? They've got three guys and who knows, like I said, we, we said it last time, but Ricky don't know. We don't know yet. I would love it if he did. I think it'd be a good move. For it him. would be a good move for him. Right. But you have Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, who have both kind of been off, but DeChambeau has been hurt. Right. And I think it, as far as that goes, DeChambeau does some stuff and right. If, if he plays in this tour on this tour and he plays this one, he has like three weeks till his next event, he could get healed up. Yeah. Right. So now when he goes there and so you got him, Patrick Reed, Pat Perez, you know, if Ricky goes, you know, if you start getting some other guys and then you start picking off a couple of, Younger guys and we, with the guys that we were walking with, it was like it would be great if, if, right? Obviously, we're here from Utah. We're invested in Sunday's yeah. round of the RBC because Tony was in it, in in play. We're like, how awesome would it be to be? Because we've kind of agreed that it's it would actually be a pretty good move for Tony, yeah, to go there as well. It wouldn't, right? So, but we're like, how cool would it be if Tony wins? known as a really good, likable guy, right? A good guy on tour that, like, they keep harping how good of a guy he is. Mm-hmm. Goes, hey, it was great to win the RBC. And then <laughs> I'm going to, you know, <laughs> I've signed with the Lyft tour. Yeah. It, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I think we're going to see more. I Honestly. Like after them, after people seeing the product, seeing what the payouts were, and seeing what would be provided, I think there's a lot That's, of guys now heavily considering. Before it was like, think about, oh, it. about it, but now it's like, whoa. now they come out and they're like, well, wait. So when I go over there, I get paid, right? And then I get to play for a purse, and I don't have to pay any of my caddy expenses. I don't have to pay because they put me up in a nice hotel. Yep. They feed me every night. 
they feed my caddy every night. Uh, hey, I it's great because now my yeah. caddy makes the money, right? Because they probably still the player still pays there is going to pay their caddy. Yeah. Right. But now they don't, they're like, okay, I get to pay my caddy and my caddy doesn't have to give up 20% of his paycheck, 25% of his paycheck to travel expenses because it's all taken care of. That, that was a huge, like the disparity. And this has been a long time vocalized disparity between the treatment of caddies and PGA tour players. Like, it, there's a reason there's a caddies union <laughs> right I mean, think about that but the the live tour totally just made it great for the caddies made it awesome and when you've got a tour that takes care of caddies that's yeah. a pretty powerful tool it is a pretty powerful tool and you you right you get a good caddy that's like you know what we've been made i've been making pretty good money but i can go over and make just as good as money and not have the expenses. Um, I'm going to go talk to one of these guys yeah. that maybe not, doesn't have a full-time caddy. Hey, yeah, I'll jump on your back. It's, and like, what happens if a caddy caddies on the LIV? Can they not caddy on the PGA tour anymore? As I think if they're sanctioned, I think that's, I think that is the case because don't they officially, if you're a PGA tour caddy, approved caddy or something i can't remember we were talking about it on our being down and that is possibility of that um so well i don't know it, it was fun but like i said it was fun to watch the, the rbc but i'm like okay guys yeah i get that they got a little bit of rain but that course that was supposed to be this great course just got absolutely freaking torched on Sunday, mm-hmm. torched. I, I mean, mean, you have average... you have Justin Rose shoot sixty with two bogeys in his final three holes. Yeah, and and the la- the last group, the last twenty four under. Collectively, is that I what it there. was? Um, maybe it was twenty. Oh, let's see. Let's find this out because you had well, you had eight under, six under. Six under, right? Yeah. Yeah. 20 under. 20 under. Like that's 20. Ridiculous. And <laughs> and JT stumbled down the stretch. But, yeah. In like 24 under between the three of them. Oh man. So yeah. And that's what actually made it interesting was this this test of golf. The the difficulty of the, the live tour event in London. I mean, that course ate people alive. It really did. I mean, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't easy that I saw it. Right. And it's like, you're, and so you, the one thing that you have to look at a little bit is like, okay, now we do, we have to actually get the same quality of field to see this. But when you looked at it, like there were some spots where, right. They weren't, They weren't um, necessarily like just 
they weren't just able to just fire right at it. It was just oh. stopping and spin it back, right? There was a little bit of run out. Every hole at RBC was like a hole you could fire at. <laughs> like, at least that's how it felt. Watching yeah, oh, yeah. Group. You're just watching them, and you're like, okay, did they do that on purpose? Because they're like, well, we need to give these guys, and look how good these guys are. But considering you go down the leaderboard, and it's a par 70, I get that. But you go down the, the leaderboard, you go, here's the t- final round score, 62, 64, 64, 60, 65, 62, 66, 66. And then Wyndham Clark chokes at 69 and 65, <laughs> 66, 67, 64, 66. And I'm like, guys, that just tells you the golf course was easy. If that many guys, oh, there, there is not a single person over par until you get down to Alex Smalley at T21. Yep. And that's, and, but that's even there, that's 24 guys deep. Well, and you look at the, the break even point right at tied for 53rd is the first guy over par okay that means out of your 70 person field 20 of them are over par and 50 are under par par. okay (laughs) think about that it's not 20 percent or 20 people under par and 50 people over par it was completely reversed which again makes it exciting. It was a putting yeah. contest um, and a driving contest, but um, but even there, it didn't look like like they had to do a lot. And this may be the thing, but it seemed like they had to do a lot to miss fairways. Like when yeah. you got, <clears throat> I think Rory like one handed one, and it like was like right center. They're like, oh my gosh, he. And then they show it land. I'm like, did he just like totally whiff it right? And it's like, no, just like it's 10 feet inside the cut. Well, and I'm like, no, that's. And here, if this is a telling statistic, Rory McElroy was had a weekly average of 51% of fairways and regulation. Okay. Now, granted, some of those probably landed in the collar of the fairway, the second cut, whatnot. You can still hit some good shots out of there. But for a guy that's only hitting 50% of the fairways and he's averaging 68% greens and reg, like that's a pretty big disparity. You should be missing a lot more greens if you're hitting it the rough, which tells you that the rough... It, it was, but it wasn't. Effect. Like I said, I think they were wider and then when you, they, they were rolling, they were just rolling off. Yeah. Right. Just out of the, the fairways. I mean, that's really what it had to be. Cause even on the final day, he only hit 46% of the fairways and had 77% greens and reg on day four. So it's like, clearly the, it was a very easy driving scenario. Yeah. Or when you did miss it, you were close enough that it was just a wedge that's onto a, the green. Yep. But so let's go into like, well, before, a couple of things. <laughs> I think we should we should tie up the live and then yes. we'll step into the RBC. So Charles Schwartzel, he wins. Yes. At minus seven. He he collects not only did he minus win, seven or minus did he was it minus seven or minus eight? Minus seven. Minus seven. Because he bogeyed his last all yeah. that right. But not only did he win the individual, but he won the team event as well. well when you get three guys in the top three spots that usually seems to happen. (laughs) And that's pretty impressive. So 
that said, he walks away with 4.75 million in one tournament. And that's more than most players make their entire season on the PGA tour. I think it's um, more than he's made in his last two and a half. I think something like that. But nonetheless, um, the really cool thing about this win, it is the first win for Artisan Irons. That's good. And that's really cool. And if you don't know who Artisan is, you've probably been living under a rock. That's okay. But Artisan is the former Nike oven crew. And they have not released these irons yet, but they are soon to be released. And they're just a nice traditional looking blade with minimal, minimalistic uh, branding on them. Yeah. Uh, they're just good. They're good. But Schwartzel was a longtime Nike um, club user. And so the transition to these irons were probably easier said than. than easy. Uh, yeah. But anyways, very, very cool to see a new iron get a win. And this is the yes. first, I mean, their wedges have won multiple tour events at this point. Um, and obviously Artisan has played a huge part in Tiger Woods golf clubs. Um, but um, these are their own irons. So yes, they're, they're officially own, own brands and irons. And yeah, they look good. They look good. Like there's, there's a few guys who actually have, their wedges his wedges in their bag that are on yeah. tour right now i believe bryce her is actually yeah, I think, bryce, yeah bryson does um rocco immediate's playing artisan stuff but he's on the champions um who else was rocking some artisan wedges but they they just pop up all the time <laughs> and and obviously tiger he's playing artisan stuff um so not branded but made by <laughs> yeah um so yeah that's that's cool um like i said it'll be there like i said we we you had to do a little little bit of digging but you knew kind of what he played so we can't get a full what's in the bag yet yeah. um for the live tour because for some reason golf wrx doesn't publish the live tour um that, that what's in the bag good. Being that they have a partnership with PJ Tour, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was like I said, that's that's cool. And like I said, it some of these guys and Schwartzel's had a couple of weeks in the last little in the last year or so where he's like he right, he also he'll pop up in a tour event and then get back down. But yeah, you know, some of these guys it, it's given them a little bit new life, right? And the big a bank account after this and so it's good like i said it's good the rbc was fun to watch i watched it on sunday just to see what you know what was going on yeah but i don't yeah like i said rory's the only thing that he really changed and it looks like he's been playing the stealth plus for a little bit now because that's what he got. He was not playing that his last win, right? I don't uh, think he was. I can't recall. I don't know if that if he'd made the transition yet. But um, I mean, what what a year for Taylor made stealth. Like so far, the first year of that driver, it it has really won some pretty amazing tournaments in frequency. 
which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, and then Bujker Aventus, Aventus Black. That seems to be be a one that's what's in there. So in his three wood, this is kind of where it gets a little interesting. Where he had the the Sim Ti, yeah, but he changed to the Stealth in the weekend for the weekend, <laughs> which. And he has a stealth five wood, so he must have just been. He finally was like, "Okay, I'm putting it. I'm putting the stealth three yeah. wood in my bag." Yep. And then he's got his Roars Proto. I said the MG three. And the one thing is, is by the the setup of the course, you didn't really have any. Didn't look like he had any super tight lies around the greens, which is probably why I went with the the high bounce in the sixty. Yeah. So he's um he's actually played his Roar Pro, Roar's Proto Irons the P730s for uh 5 years now 2017 the the yeah. second he officially joined the TaylorMade squad those were the irons he was playing and he has never switched uh, he yeah. he dabbled in the recent P7MC blade or MBs but they he went right back to these. Yeah. And so that's a really long standing I mean, yeah. five years of playing the same irons. So yeah, it's they're working for him. One thing he hasn't stayed the same with is his butter. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's switched a little bit. But I will say this like so, and we're gonna get to a little bit of this and right, Rory's him and the Greg Norman pettiness back and forth. You know, both of them I think just need to just like, hey. I stand by my tour. I think it's great. I think, right? Yeah. But Rory should be thinking because this is the best Rory he's played in a long time. And if it took the live tour, should I mean, maybe you should have found some of this motivation before if that's the case, <laughs> right? Because right. he said, oh, yeah, this gave me a little extra motivation. I'm like, Shouldn't winning tournaments give you that motivation? Yeah. Right? So that one, I'm just like, okay. So he's basically thanking Greg Norman for the motivation for him to win a tournament in a, in a roundabout way. Well, and here's the funny thing. is, And I, I actually didn't hear these words directly, but I saw it on a lot of tweets yes. about how he was giving a jab to Greg Norman. He's like, oh, 21. One more than somebody else. else. Yeah. Um, okay. Let, let's break this down real quick. Mr. Rory McElroy, you have 21 wins on the PG tour. Congratulations. You have 33 professional wins. Greg Norman has 20 wins on the PGA tour, but he has 88 professional wins. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So you got some of his wins other places. He's got 50 more wins than you, Mr. Rory. So, yeah, you might want to, it's because it's PG, but like, like you said, with, and we've talked about this, Rory's kind of a robot for the PGA Tour. And we said this well before, I yeah. said this well before PG Live Tour even came into the question. It was like anytime anything came up that, and this is what, I, and another thing that I don't get about some of these people that are knocking the live tour right now. It's like, wait, you guys gave Rory crap because of his commercial for the 
the player championship, right? Like just, oh, he's a he's just a pawn for the PGA Tour. It's like, okay, yes, he is. And he still is. He's the exact same guy, right? But if we say it now, it's like, oh, you just, no, he's been a puppet and the biggest honk for the PGA Tour, which is fine. But he's been that way for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, like the PGA Tour had, like, and Norma called it brainwash, but he has had some weird, like, infatuation through whatever the PGA Tour has done. He has never once come out. And even when the PGA Tour has made mistakes, he has, like, made excuses for the PGA Tour. And it's like, okay, you can't, right? Rory is the PGA whatever. And I don't know, maybe they're, you know, here, (laughs) you know, who knows anymore, right? Wouldn't be surprising me. Wouldn't be surprising to me if some of these guys get a little, little backdoor appreciation in a, not, maybe not in an envelope, but you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is a, a bonus for whatever. Um, or we're going to donate to your charity or, you know, whatever it is. But that's fine, right? But I think sometimes they're just not as open and like, it's okay, right? They're, they're in a league or they're on a tour that they're supposedly they've signed some kind of agreement with the BGA tour. Right. So there is some of that, but they're technically independent contractors. Yeah. But if they ever like, it's the worst thing ever. If they ever like say that the PGA tour is doing something wrong. So I don't know. It's there. Like I said, great win for Rory. Awesome. Right. Oh, that, you just need that, to start playing like this all the time. Then I loved seeing the the final stretch between JT Rory and Finau, who I was rooting for. Finau was rooting for <coughs> Rory hits that shot in eighteen or seventeen. That was awesome. Oh yeah, the little thing where he just knew that it was going to come out a little, little knuckly, landed it on, rolled it thirty five feet. It was a foot. Yeah, that was an amazing shot from where he was he really just sealed the deal with that particular shot yeah. and then on 18 he just he had a great shot i mean Finau straight up flew the green like oh, on, yeah on 17 17 yeah. and that just put him right out of it had he put a good swing on that one like it was crazy with the wind downwind and him hitting just a pitchy wedge must have hit it like 175 or something oh. Yeah, he, he flew it on 70. He had a great chip, about chipped it in. But, yeah, yeah well, then when Rory's right after him, knocks it to a foot, oh. taps that in, and then on, on 18, oh, you know, just, he Fino, makes, Fino makes a long one, but he, I mean, that was after Rory had just stuffed it. So it was like, yeah. nah. There wasn't, I mean, it was exciting, but it didn't mean anything except yeah. for him getting solo second versus a T. A tied for second so um but 
hey, well, he would have got it even if he would have just parted because Justin Thomas bogey, so he would have solo second yeah. anyway. I, I will say this considering Finau was in the final group, this is probably the best I've seen him play with that kind of pressure and star power around him on a final Sunday. Kind of like I said, it was good, and he made some pots, like hit some. Yeah, he hit a couple, like the one on seventeen. You're just like you can't, you yeah. can't fly that over the green, <laughs> unless, like I said, unless he completely misread the lie and the wind, where it came out hot and it was downwind, and they thought it was knocking it down more than it was. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. If you would have said, "Hey, Tony, you're gonna shoot a bogey free, uh, 64. 64 you gonna take it?" I've been like. Sign me up, <laughs> right? Uh, so it's just everybody else around him was shooting sixty-two. So <laughs> yeah, with with uh, ten birdies. Yeah, so it was. It, to me, I thought that was a great step in the right direction for him, who hasn't played necessarily that great this year. It was good to see him. He kind of got back on track with his second place finish in yeah in Mexico or something. So yeah. I mean. That's been good. Um, but yeah, like I said, talked about the pettiness. Like, I don't think Rory needed to say what he said. He just he could have just said, Hey, with this, I just was I wanted to show that, you know, we're like even if he just said, Hey, I just wanted to show how good golf was on the PJ tour. So I had a little bit of incentive to do that. That's it, right? Yep. All right. But whatever, like Greg Norman said what he said. Rory said what he said, right? They both just calm down, right? Let let each tour evolve, right? Because eventually, if right, if if they don't at some point come to an agreement and the live tour takes off, like it's there's one of them's either dying, right? One of them's dying from this yeah. if they keep going the way they are, or they can go, hey. Let's do this. And that's because you've got these guys, right? And we've got our guys. Let's do a, let's make a event, once a year event where we combine. Combined championship. Yeah. Just one, one tournament thing. And right. Yeah. It's so easy. And it's funny. Um, I will say that most of the threats, and hard stances come on from the PGA tour. Um, and, and most of the responses from Liv or Greg have just really been more of a retaliation. Like, Oh, we'll see if that happens. This isn't the end, you know? Yes. That, that's really been Greg's response. But for the PGA tour to be like, you will be banned. You will be suspended. Uh, I've always known this and I've seen this play out. The, the entity that threatens has the most to lose it's just the bottom line because they feel like they're they're in threat essentially and so they fight back even stronger like if they really had nothing to lose it'd be like live who whatever do whatever you want but this is where the game is like if they were completely 100 percent confident with the product they had they would easily take that stand yeah but they didn't they're like holy crap we're losing key marquee players. That means ratings are going to go down. That means people, what's going on here? We got to take a firm stance. We got to threaten. We got to put it, you know, that's literally what happened. And it's like, 
You're just showing your cards, man. Yeah, like I said, they've put them, they painted themselves into a corner that now is going to be hard to get out of. Right now, they have to take and continue this hard stance rather than being like, "Hey, we'll see." Right? We, and it's exactly what you just said. We believe we have the best product on the planet. Yeah. Right. We're gonna let. We're gonna grant these guys the exemption to go play in these seven tournaments but if they want to stay as a member of the pga tour they still have to fulfill their commitments here with the pga tour yep done and done right then if the live tour doesn't but what i think what they didn't want to happen is and you got these guys and i guarantee they got to a few of these guys that had verbally said, Hey, that sounds like a good idea. Let's work out the logistics. I guarantee you on the back end, the PGA tour got some of these guys and it goes, your guys are banned for life. If you do this. So then they took it off the table. Right. So then they like, well, we need to just wait and see. I don't know. I don't know about this. Right. But it'll, like I said, it'll be interesting if they can get, if they can pull, They need to pull two more guys, two or three more guys from the top 20, right? Because as of right now, like even I don't think Bryson's in the top 20 right now, to be honest. I don't think Patrick Reed is either just because they both have played kind of not great in the last Uh, little bit. We've got rounding out the top 20, Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, Roy McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, Justin Thomas, Cameron Smith, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, Billy Horschel, Xander Shoffley, Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zalatoris, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Joaquin Neiman, Fitzpatrick, uh, Brooks Kepka, and Abraham Answer. You know who I'm surprised? Like Fitzpatrick seems like he'd be a guy. And I'm surprised Cameron, Cameron Smith didn't. A little Aussie ties with Greg. Yeah, but I think there's still I think there's still some shoes to drop, right? You've got DeChambeau at 29, and then, oh, then you got Kevin Ott at 33, Taylor Gooch at 36, Patrick Reed at 38. I wonder if uh, Victor Hopland will take the bait. Possibly. That would be a big one. But I think if you get, like, and somebody who you're like, oh, Matt Fitzpatrick has been playing good. And I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna go. I think Brooks will. I think once he gets through the US Open and yeah. he's like, oh, those guys can still play in, in these. <laughs> Peace. Okay. Honestly, because he's never really cared about any regular PGA tour stop, anyways. And he's on record saying that. Like it's only the majors that matter. Yeah. Might as well get paid more in between. And if you can get tuned up and Think about think about this is to play in every one of them every year, right? You get a win at the Masters. Are are is the Masters committee and they could do this? Are they going to pull lifetime exemptions from Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, and Phil Mickelson? Well, here this is really interesting, and Charles Schwartzel, and Charles Schwartzel, yeah. So <clears throat> this is a really interesting predicament because i've seen the masters takes two stances and sometimes they side with the pga tour 
because that's what it sounds like initially. But then they kind of turn around sometimes and be like, nobody dictates what the masters does and yeah. we will decide. Right. And so you kind of got this, this interesting scenario and we're just kind of have to wait to play it out. But like, it doesn't matter if, if the masters winner decides to play on the European tour for the remainder of his career, he's always going to come back and play at the masters. Yeah. Right. And, and that's just always been the status quo. And so I, I don't see, I don't see them banning these guys and, and what do they have against it? Like, I'm sure the CEO to Chevron is a member and Chevron's been in Saudi Arabia for 80 years. Yeah. Are you going to tell him to take a hike too? Yeah, you might want you yeah you might want to take the, that that stance um but yeah i like i like look at it and there's i can see five or six guys in the top 30 that i would see um no issue with them going yeah in, right uh, it, top 30 or just about the top 30 right yeah. i can see kevin kisner Taking taking the money. I can see Terrell Hatton taking. Oh, Terrell, Paul that. Casey, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, I could easily see all those guys go. Yeah, you start doing that. And then Adam Scott, same way, right? Oh. But, but all of a sudden you get 15 guys. 15 guys out of the top 50. Mm-hmm. You know six guys out of the top 20 in there and then you go oh wait and if they get there and this is where i hope the wgr looks at it and goes okay they have a strong enough field we're not going to give them a ton of points but they're still going to get some official water golf ranking points right we give the sunshine tour we give the canadian tour official golf you know official you know, we give them world golf ranking points. How can we not give somebody that has players that right now are in the field that are higher ranked than all these players on the Canadian tour? How are we going to give these guys on the Canadian tour and not this tournament here mm-hmm. that is applied for it tournament? So, yeah, it'll be, it will be interesting and I'm kind of excited. <laughs> yeah kind of excited i'm excited and i i just i'm excited to see it all play out and um it's funny lots of guys are making millions of dollars no matter what but it's hey see how it goes like i said there's enough there's enough for there's enough to go around plenty um but yeah, on the DP World Tour, we talked about this a little bit. Just the DP World Tour. We didn't talk about the tournament this week, which was the second year that they've done the uh, the Scandinavian mixed, which yeah. is players from the Ladies European Tour and the DP World Tour compete against each other in one tournament. Um, and Lynn Grant just absolutely smashed the field. Destroyed said, it by nine strokes. Nine strokes. And the next, and this is where I'm like, okay, if it was that easy for the women, 
then there should have been more women up there. But the next one was like 14 shots behind her. Yeah. So I don't know. But it, I mean, it's it, obviously they're playing from different tees. Yes. Um, and and last time we looked at it, like it seemed pretty darn fair in regards to the ratio of length of course in comparison. I think to, we did look at that and I thought it was really dialed it was in. Good. And then we're like, wow, they, they got this right. And the reality is, is she just went off. She yeah. literally just went off. Um, and what's cool is she's from Sweden and that's where the tournament was. So it was a little yeah. hometown Swede. One, two finish over Heinrich Stenson in second place. So it wasn't like a pushover field. I mean, that guy's a major champion. So, um, well, I mean, easy now. <laughs> I don't know how, like I said, Stenson was in there because, right, it, it's his country. It's his country. But if you go down the lists, right, it doesn't get super. Alex Noren, but again, Swede, right? If you're getting these top guys, they're they're Swede, but it's it wasn't a like a great like top no notch field, but I mean they're still in it, and it's cool. pros in there. And- right for her, it, yeah, you're. Professional golfers. They're all professional golfers. All professional golfers, all playing at a pretty high caliber of golf. And she just took it. I mean, she averaged 66 over four days, finished at 24 under. And that was just, just dang good golf. And I love that it was a mixed event. This is the biggest paycheck for a woman. Like, I think. The, yeah, for the, that tour, for sure. That tour for sure. And it was only recently where like it was the USGA that decided to really bump up the winnings for the women's uh, US Open victory. But yeah, big out, big payday. Um, and I think it's awesome. I love seeing that. So yeah, it was it was good. Now little uh, US Open preview. Yeah. Did you watch the Phil Mickelson press conference? Yes. <laughs> that was uncomfortable like i said and they just but it's like you said you taught you talked about this there earlier right they asked and i still haven't seen and he's kind of kept it right he walked yesterday he got there yesterday and he walked the back nine which is his putter and wedge right and then from what they said today he wasn't out there practice round no practicing he was just there for the press conference and just kind of yeah, stayed offsite, but they talked to Bryson. But no one's like got to DJ yet this week. I know he's got his presser coming up, so we'll get to see that. But it was, but they were just they literally just were like, Oh, why are you so bad? Well, don't you regret what you're doing? <laughs> why are you why are you such a horrible person, Phil? <laughs> and, and then this funny thing is this is I was so expecting Phil to be more clear about things. No. But he really played it like a politician and oh. he even admitted it. He's like, in the past, I've just spoken out of line way too much. And this is one of the mistakes I've made. So I'm not going to comment on things I really have no place to comment on. And that was like 
the clear message through the whole press conference. Yeah, he was like, he's like, yeah, this got me into into some trouble, so we're just gonna stay away from. And I don't want to say the hard questions, but it's just like unnecessary questions. Oh, totally. Like totally unnecessary. And, he, and I think it was great how he played it off. He's like, you know what? That's a question for the PGA tour. You should ask him that. Or that's a question for a live tour. You should go to. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. I thought that was very, very well played. Well, it was funny. He was just was like, yeah, he's like, I'd, he's like, it'd be great to play on the, the, the PGA tour again. He's like, but that's not my, that's not my choice. Yeah, I, I, I am a little upset about that because, honestly, one of the hardest things to earn in like all of major sports, which I believe is the lifetime exemption on the PGA Tour. You have to win 20 times, and Phil Mickelson has done it twice over. Yeah. So how, how on earth could you take one of the greatest like golf accomplishments, the very short list that's done over 20 in comparison to how many people played on the PGA tour, very short. And then you say, you know what? We're going to take that away from you, even though it is lifetime. So he hasn't retired. He hasn't denounced or anything. He, he, he's like, I, I want it. And, and I recently saw an article come up and it's going to be very hard for the PGA tour to win. Um, this legal battle because uh, when it comes to non-competes and what the PGA tour is claiming uh, their, their argument in a court of law holds literally zero ounces of water. Well, and I've actually like not on this specific instance, but I've talked to lawyers before and they're like non-competes in any thing or like if you wanted to challenge them, you could very easily challenge any non-compete oh, that's ever signed. Absolutely. Because of the right to work and all that they, issue. They very rarely, very rarely ever hold up in court, which means the right goes to the, the worker. And, yeah. and in this particular situation, a non-compete has to do with proprietary information. There's no proprietary information here. It's Phil no. Mickelson want to play golf somewhere else, you know, and it has to do with damages and things like around that proprietary information. Yeah. None, none, zero. None. Well, and the thing about it is, is where they, it, where he says is because as soon as you get lifetime membership, you have no minimum requirement. Nope. Tournament wise, which is another reason why I, DJ may have not been smart to resign his because he has lifetime. a lifetime. And he may get it reinstituted or reinstituted, reinstated if this thing does go to court anyway. Right. Meaning like, oh, whether you decide to resign or not, you still have earned this and therefore it's a right. <clears throat> and and if he applies again and he still has that record, then guess what? Um, he, he still has lifetime exemption. So it's It'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. I'll tell you right now, Phil and and uh, DJ, they're going to maintain their lifetime membership based on yeah. the criteria. There's no way you can take that away from them. I don't care. Like, there's just no way. Yeah. So, 
Um, but yeah, it was just a weird one. There was like no smiles, no really no laughing during that whole press conference. All these weird questions like, how did you like getting treated by my coworkers at your last press conference? I'm like, what kind of question is that? How about like, there's three like golf related questions and like 20, how do you feel about the live tour golf questions? And it's just like, dude, that's garbage. Like that's just bad. That's just bad reporting. (laughs) It really is. They're just out. Right to vilify it's just like oh let's just kick him when he's down we're just gonna now he's a bad person like you said we do you, all the and all these reporters do you really want somebody to start diving into your your background because <laughs> well, you might not like it as much as oh totally as you think and i think as, I, as I'm comparing and contrasting the last conference, press conference with Dustin Johnson and probably what we'll hear in this next one, what's great about him is he gets all these complex questions. Sometimes he just doesn't understand them. And other times he just answers them with the best response that is unprepared for. Like the last question I remember him getting asked was, um, hey, DJ, now that you're solely on the live tour, and you've only got this many tournaments. What are you going to do with all your extra time? And he's like, uh, whatever I want. <laughs> you can't. Like, how do you follow up with that? <laughs> it's just so good. Like, he, he, you, sometimes you're just curious, like, what's going on in his head? Or is he a master genius, like, just playing everything? I, I think he's a master genius when it comes to on the golf course. Otherwise, I think he just he's just like... <laughs> DJ's gonna do DJ. DJ's DJ, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So, what are you do I, I, I hopefully I can catch his his press conference. We should actually look and see when that is, just so that we can make sure to watch it. But Oats. all right. Well, I think we've had enough of that. Yeah. And now we got you, U.S. Open, the Country Club. Should be fun. I've seen some posts that the rough is deep and the greens are nasty. And the nine fairway, um, you either got to lay it back at about 230 yards and have 240 in, or you're going to run the chance of it just coming off the slope and running into the water on the right side, even if you're in the middle of the fairway. So it should be fun. It'll yeah. be US, US Open. No, wouldn't expect any anything more or less so from a u.s open venue (laughs) but it'll be a fun well couple months till the end of the the live tour and we'll know way more and i'm sure that we'll talk way more about it like i said pumpkin ridge in portland or in oregon coming up in three weeks ish so, and we'll have a couple new players on the tour at that yeah, point. That'll be fun. But I think that's it for now. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we're out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Birdies and Bogies. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And until next time, have a great week.